0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: Hello, and welcome to Gaze on Film. This podcast is where we a pair of gears. talk about what we're watching. (laughs) I am Declan. And I am Ned. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Halloween ends. (gasps) Does it end? end? We don't know.
2: Gosh, I've been waiting 44 years for this. Yeah.
1: So, remember, there will be plenty of spoilers, so take that as a warning and proceed with caution. Our podcast is probably best that you've seen the film and then, like listen to it after isn't it
2: yeah but i don't like to make that decision for people
1: no they can do what they want i suggest can't they yeah should we dive straight into news what else have we been watching
2: Mm.
1: well we only recorded a i was a hocus pocus episode a couple of days ago so i not allowed
2: to talk what we just came
1: well i have said that we've watched both blair witch and bros just seen an unlimited showing of Bros at mm. Cineworld, and I'm not going to say any more. No. But you might be able to hear my <whistles> smile. Um, they are going to definitely be future episodes that we're yeah. going to do. Yeah, definitely. Every, our listeners and followers voted for Blair Witch for our spooky season thing. Yeah, thanks thing. a lot. Yeah. Well, we'll get into what we watched, mm. but, and then obviously Bros, we've got, you know, it's an LGBT film, we've potentially got something special lined up for it
2: oh you might as well just tell everyone and jinx it
1: no i'm not saying anymore anymore at all you've
2: put enough on twitter and instagram i see
1: well we just might have an interview <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> um but blair Witch was scary so yeah thanks for um everyone voting for that for us to watch But we said so afterwards after I watch a scary film, I always like to say, "Oh, I put something on that like makes me forget about it." Mm. So, and I know we only talk really about cinematic-y stuff on this, but we put Frozen Planet Two on af- after, <laughs> and it was the last episode of Frozen Planet Two, mm. and it was all about will we even, will there even be like a Frozen Planet Three, or will there be no Arctic region?
2: Well, it was and about.
1: Climate change. Climate change. And that was probably more scary, realistic. I felt more anxious watching that Mm. than Blair Witch. And I think because Blair Witch, we were expecting to be scared. So, like, we were, like, on hooks. But Mm. I thought, oh, I'll put Frozen Planet 2 on, it'll cheer me up. And Mm. it did Not. not cheer me up. Um, so that's what we've been watching.
2: I must say, I liked the last episode of Frozen Planet too.
1: It, yeah, but you work in climate change yeah. and you seem to think we can do something about it, but I don't believe... You know I'm a cynic with it and I just think it's humanity's destiny to just ruin the planet, unfortunately.
2: And you just think that's fine, so you're going to carry on doing it, is that...
1: No, I don't. I don't. Well. But...
2: Well, <laughs> it's really simple, honestly... <laughs> The solution is literally just stop emitting carbon. Yeah. That's all it ever boils down to. So yeah. as soon as you just do that, it's I easy. I think with, with me, though, terrible.
1: it's just, I know how bad politics is, and it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Like, the leaders we've got are getting yeah. worse, and I just think we don't have the thought leaders in the world that we had a generation ago. They, to...
2: they are in the world, they're just not in the They're just not in sphere. politics, and that's anyway, what I mean. the world exists beyond... The confines of parliament and policy. So, as long as we carry on in spite of shitty government, yeah, be fine.
1: Well, talking of shitty government, I did also watch last night the first episode of This Is England.
2: No, This England.
1: This England. What's This Is England? It's, Is that um... like a spin
2: off of like. Something else, it's There's a film. Is this England? There was a film, and yeah. There was a few series of This Is England,
1: yeah. It was like a Shane Meadows depressing look how awful working class porn kind of thing, wasn't it? I think
2: I don't know enough about it, but it was about working class people, yeah.
1: Porn, look how miserable our lives are, kind of thing.
2: I always think they look like they're having a good time, no, but it was a.
1: Anyway, right. <laughs> but I did watch that and I did actually quite enjoy it. It was a bit tweet and I do think it's a bit soon since like they've adapted it a bit soon after COVID because the first episodes all about setting like the January of 2020. Well, there's the Brexit stuff and then there's the January of 2020 and it's about how when Boris said... 2020 is going to be the best year we ever have and all that kind of stuff. And it was Eat like the, words, foreshadowing, the foreshadowing was like yeah. crazy. And then there was stuff about the early things coming out of Wuhan about COVID and how they were like, ah, it's not, it won't be that bad. Don't think we'll have to do a lockdown like they do in China. So, But it's weird to see it, but I, would, I, I think I, it would have been better like a couple of years further down the line, I think. But I guess with no, politics I guess to moves a point so then, fast,
2: you're just dredging up the past for whatever reason. Yeah, are, it, it is
1: difficult to get right, but um, yeah. Have you watched anything else between the last episodes that we've recorded?
2: Oh, honestly, when have I had time, have you not watched any telly? No. 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 Not, we we I were don't literally even think only recorded a couple of uh, Buffy.
1: No, I think we literally recorded a couple of days ago, didn't we? Mm. So yeah. Um, I just want to touch on some news of a recasting, oh, so. The actor that plays Thunderbolt Ross died um, in the MCU. Thunderbolt Ross, you don't know him. He's He's like the moustached one. Who was his, what was the actor called? In the MCU, the last film he was in was... Testing me, testing me, testing me. Black Widow. And he was like after Black Widow to like come and get her to... Because you know Black Widow was set between Civil War... And a Ven- uh, Infinity War. Yeah. And he wanted to find her.
2: Not the one that, like, cancelled his sense of smell so that he c- could control people or some shit like that. No. No, 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 no.
1: no. Um, let me show you a picture. Talk to, the- talk to the listeners. Talk to the listeners.
2: I'm terrible at filling dead <gasps> air.
1: Dead air? Dead air. Um, anyway, hurt. Somebody hurt... Died. I can't remember his name, and I feel really bad now. Uh, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. This is really not good for a podcast. No, William this Hurt. Terrible, William yeah. Hurt. Who is William Hurt? Oh my God, Ned. He was. He was Thunderbolt Ross.
2: Yeah, I know, but I'm asking you to show me a picture.
1: There you go. No. no. None the wiser. Um. Well, he's not like a main character, but basically, he's been recast. And Harrison Ford is being will be the person who plays him.
2: I wondered if that's who you meant in these notes when you wrote Harris Ford. Did I?
1: <laughs> Must have been Russian. Yeah. Um. So he has been that it's been announced that he will first be in Captain America, Captain America Four, and then presumably he will be in the Thunderbolts film. But what I found was quite funny is obviously Harrison Ford is quite well known for not really. Signing up to franch... Like, reluctantly signing up to franchises. Like, even the Star Wars sequels that they did, he wasn't keen on coming back, apparently. And so loads of memes have been saying, like, um, Harrison Ford, when he gets asked what an Avenger is, and it was like a goo, like a Google of somebody Google who are the Avengers kind of thing. <laughs> so it was quite funny. Um, but I think he'd be quite perfect for the role. So that'll be fun. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any other movie news since the other day um, yeah. just seemed quite quiet actually Moving you even we'll segue on to trailer Trash of Treasure even trailers I didn't I was like there's not really like well, any major major so what, trailers coming out inside
2: news on that one what films that come out in January that aren't the awards oh. films tend to be <gasps> a bit crap
1: hmm who'd you hear that from uh,
2: can't think actually
1: was it me by any chance? Yes, it was. Probably you taking the mic out of to me. Very many
2: other people.
1: No. Um, so, this episode will include the trailer for Spirited, which is an Apple TV Christmas film. So, ah, you know, going from one day to not the necessarily next. scraping the barrel, but <laughs> we're scraping the barrel a little mm. bit. Um, so as we like to now remind you all the time. The link is in the show notes for the trailer. So if you want to pause it and watch the trailer and come back to us, then go for it. Are we ready to watch it?
2: <laughs> what a lovely invitation. I'm yes, ready after yes.
1: the sparkle. See you in a
2: sec. Yes.
1: So, other than that being the film set at Christmas, starring Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, and Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell. I have absolutely no idea what that's about.
2: It literally said what it is. Did it? It's a Christmas carol.
1: Is that it? Like, the Christmas carol? Yeah. Like an adaption of it?
2: He literally was like, I'm the ghost of Christmas present. And then he was like, like a Christmas carol?
1: Did I just completely zone out you of that? Were watching it? I was, yeah. I tell you what. So that's the premise. Mm-hmm. The songs sound nice with the little sleigh bells noises.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it'll be during um, Christmas age. Ryan Reynolds looks really young. I don't really like Will Ferrell. Do you not? No, there's a particular... Is it that comedy? Yeah, there's a type of comedic actor. They're all men of about the same age. Almost all of them are white. Yeah. And I just find... <laughs> Almost everything they say,
1: insufferable,
2: irritating.
1: Yeah. Do you not like Elf then? Is that not the Christmas classic we'll do this year?
2: I liked it as a child. I have watched it. I watch it most years, and every year I think this has to be the last year I watch it. Oh. So I it, like it,
1: it. Yeah. It's not my favourite Christmas film It's just too tryhard. Either. Like. Yeah.
2: None of it's funny because it's actually funny it's kind of it's funny cuz it's trying to be funny yeah i get what you mean and i get the feeling that those two bouncing off each other is going to be a whole lot more of that that's the same reason i don't really like deadpool
1: yeah i know you don't like deadpool and i almost feel like some this is one of those films where Ryan Reynolds isn't even really acting it is just ryan reynolds ryan reynolds, ryan reynolds. Yeah. yeah um which is always which, something that I'm not that much of a fan of.
2: Unpopular opinion. I'm not sure I've ever seen Ryan Reynolds play someone that's not Ryan Reynolds.
1: He did in that Netflix film earlier this year. He wasn't quite Ryan Reynolds. Oh. He was good in free guy, but he was Ryan Reynolds.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't yeah. mean that to mean that he's not a good actor. Yeah. But he very much has a type. Very true. And his type is not that similar to his personality. Or at least yeah. the personality I see. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, well, is that trash or treasure
2: for you? Uh,
1: trash. I think it's trash for me as yeah. well. And it's on Apple TV anyway, so it means nobody will watch it.
2: <laughs> oh, thank God we don't have to so see So we're it.
1: scraping the barrel with this one. So, Hollywood, can you start releasing some new decent trailers? Actually, the, man, the, the there is a trailer coming out soon that we might watch that's quite exciting
2: hold the surprise
1: well it's announced that the trailer's coming
2: yeah but we need to keep coming back okay okay i'll
1: keep you coming back i'll leave you in suspense everybody yeah so we're saying trash yeah okay so shall we move on to the
2: main event this is the main event are you ready (laughs)
0: So Halloween, Halloween ends. ends.
1: Right. Let me do the intro because I've got a quick little spiel. Okay? Absolutely. So this is the third in the trilogy, the retcon trilogy. That is oh, it is well, sorry. Is it retconned? Where it's like we're ignoring a load of shit films that we brought out. And so what they did is Halloween in 1978. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said it was, 78? Mm, I think so. And then this trilogy has been a direct sequel to that. So yeah. they've ignored all the other sequels as if they didn't happen. Okay, oh, I know
2: that. I just didn't know what the word retcon is. I think that's what that means. Is it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so we've mentioned on the podcast before that we weren't particular fans of Halloween Kills, which was the second instalment mm. of this franchise. So we went into this, I would say, with pretty low expectations and when we saw it's rotten tomato Scott, you showed me the rotten tomato score before what we, was it like 35? 30 something and i've seen a lot of fallout online about people saying this isn't very good okay but let me set the scene
2: mm.
1: in halloween kills like michael myers goes on a killing spree and it was kind of like a what happens if society starts turning on each other? And it was just... I hated the film. It was like... oh, It was like leaning into Trumpism and all. Do you remember? It was just stupid, wasn't it? It was like...
2: I remember it being stupid. I don't remember it leaning into any particular theme. But that's what it felt way. like. It, it was, was like, really... oh, what if
1: society starts pulling each... It, it was like they were all at the Capitol on the, Jan- the January storming of the Capitol... I remember that's what it reminded me of.
2: Didn't they make it before then? They did, but,
1: like, all that Trumpism stuff was... That's what it felt like to me. But with this one, so Michael Myers has been on that killing spree. We weren't sure at the end if he was, like, otherworldly because loads of the residents of Haddonfield kind of shot him, stabbed him. He went to the ground, he got back up, and he's disappeared.
2: He just literally would not die. Yeah.
1: And And it didn't
2: make any sense, actually.
1: But, yeah. So, Jamie Lee Curtis is obviously back as Laurie. Um, but she her daughter was killed in Halloween Kills as well. Mm. So, now she's kind of... She's still suffering from PTSD and yeah. trauma. Trauma. Um, but she seems to have become to a place of peace, I would say. A little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I must
2: say, it was nice to see... Laurie Stroke. She wasn't in as, like her. A... She was self-actualised. Yeah. She'd taken control of her own life. Um. Obviously, after her daughter was murdered in Halloween Kills, it had to kind of address that. Yeah, but she's kind um, of,
1: it's almost like Michael yeah. didn't die, but she's at peace with it. Yeah and she kind of knows he probably might come back at any point but she's not like at the beginning of the second film where she's just waiting for him like yeah, in like, this sh- like
2: she moved she's to in a that wooden shack the yeah, woods and the which had all these booby traps made it and into a everything
1: trap. yeah yeah so that's the premise of the film but we start in quite a shocking way which i thought was quite a rug pull so we start
2: Oh, I really liked the opening scene, I liked scene, the
1: opening actually. scene. So we start with a character Big called... Big spoiler, by the way. Yeah, Corey Cunningham, who has been roped in to babysit for this family. He's not usually a babysitter, but unfortunately this horrendous accident happens where the child yeah. locks him in, a, in the loft, I would say. Or the like, child's
2: being a little dick. Yeah, the child is Locks being... him in the loft. He starts to panic kicks the door open. Sorry, I'm stealing your thunder here. Go for it, King. And just as he kicks the door open, the parents arrive home and the child is knocked over the banister and falls three storeys down and dies in front of his parents.
1: So he's kind of... He's innocent. He didn't intentionally mean to kill him. But did you notice the line where he goes, I'm going to kill you, as his parents were walking in? Yeah. And I thought... It's a bit hammy, a bit mm. forced, but we'll, we'll go over there. Um, but he's cleared of manslaughter, but unfortunately he feels like like the town treats him as if he was guilty, he's like ostracised, a... all that kind of stuff. What's the
2: word? A pariah. Oh, that's it's a it good becomes. word. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's the opening shot, and somehow the film intertwines his story with the story of Michael Myers returning which I think a lot of people hated, but at, what are we, like, film 12, probably, of this 13, overall fran- Halloween franchise? A lot 13, of films. Yeah. Like, what, realistically, kind of, when it came back in 2018, they did the stereotypical Halloween film. He got out of the asylum, mm. he did whatever. Then in the last film, he went on another killing spree. Like, what was this film realistically meant to be? Like, was it just meant to be another slasher where Michael Myers just goes on another? And we do get that. But what I was shocked about the film is we don't see Michael Myers for quite a long time in this film. And it takes a long time Mm. for him to have, like, the final showdown with Laurie. Yeah. And I think people were maybe expecting this kind of whole film to be the ending of... I mean, it was, but the ending of their whole story in one film. Well, I mean, like the full film.
2: Yeah, but I quite liked the way that it. They chose not to do that because, I think it made more sense than to just have another slasher. Cause like. That wouldn't be a plausible, thing. Like for the same guy to come to the same town, for the what third or fourth Halloween in a row and, do the same thing just wouldn't have made sense to me and I wouldn't have seen any point in making that film. Whereas giving Corey the motivation or well, I don't know if it's motivation. It
1: was a bit of a rage him starting to become
2: Well, he gets ostracised by everyone. Yeah. Even the teenagers are being twats to him. Yeah.
1: And they do push him off a they bridge.
2: Pushed him off a bridge and then ran away instead of checking if he was still alive. Yeah. Um That's where I can understand if people get lost because he got then dragged into the, like, sewer tunnel thing that turns out Michael Myers had been living in for four years.
1: Living on what? We don't know. Well, he can't die, according According to the the Halloween Kills. (laughs)
2: um, And it was when he was, like, strangling Corey and he was on the brink of death and then suddenly they, like, had this connection. Yeah. That's where I can see where people would get lost. But I think if you're able to suspend disbelief for just that moment, the rest of the film becomes actually quite good.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think it was bad. Like, I, like it takes some bold, creative swings and not all of it works. But yeah, I think if you say, if you can suspend disbelief and just sit back and enjoy it, it's pretty, like, it's fine. Like... Mm-hmm. I was, I was quite, and like, I was entertained. I wasn't, I know I've been saying this quite a lot in recent episodes, I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't like, oh, I wish this would rub up.
2: I don't think I did either, actually.
1: Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, I do think one of the weaknesses to me is Laurie's, motivate like whilst we set the scene at the beginning her motivations are a bit all over the place like one minute she's how do i say it? like one minute she's comfortable and happy with who she is and then mm. the next minute and then she's introducing her granddaughter to cory mm. and then then she starts suspecting that cory is this new killer and i thought this is all a bit all over the place but yeah,
2: I don't really get how she made the leap to start suspecting Cole. She saw it
1: in his eyes, Ned. She could just see what she saw in Michael's yeah. eyes all those years ago. Which, um,
2: um, well, I suppose, if Michael saw it, then she could see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it was, I didn't, yeah, it was fun. There was a lot, as you would expect, quite a lot of gore.
2: Oh my God, let's talk about some of the deaths. What was your favourite?
1: You know what one was? The, the record shop when he goes to the, <laughs> so was that Michael or was that Corey? Yeah, that was Corey. So Corey actually takes Michael's mask for a while, doesn't he? And yeah. goes on like a proper spree. Yeah. And the best one is he goes to this record store and kills the, the DJ that's on, the Haddonfields FM, whatever, but, like, brutally kills, but then we we see him slice his tongue off and then the tongue falls onto the turntable with the record spinning and, like, the tongue keeps hitting the needle. It's like... (laughs) I was like, "That, that was funny.
2: And then it cuts to Alison sitting in her car just parking up with the radio on and the music's coming through, like, being interrupted by the tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that quite funny. Yeah. What other... I'm trying to think of some other gruesome kills. The one that I was like, ooh, was when um, the the group of dickhead teens were in the junkyard. And then... Oh, yeah. Them I know all. what you're coming now. And then the ringleader of them... Um, He was like on the floor like, ah, don't kill me. And then he blowtorched him in the mouth. Yeah. While his friend watched while being trapped under a... And then how did he kill the one under the wire? Stamped on her, didn't he? Oh, he stamped on her head. Yeah. And his foot went straight through her head. Like an Easter egg. (laughs) So,
1: yeah. Um, Yeah, there were some quite gruesome kills. It was quite fun. Um, And then... The film, after Corey, as the new Michael Myers goes Mm. on this spree, he then ends up back at Laurie's uh, house. And what I did think was quite funny is, like, she almost pretends that she's going to kill herself. (laughs) And then he rocks up and she's like, did you really think I would try to do that to myself? (laughs) Like that, and I thought that is kind of... I didn't
2: really get why her pretending to plan for suicide i didn't get like the point in that like why would that lure him to the house for one i
1: think he was going there anyway wasn't he that was his natural journey on his killing spree
2: so why did she need to do that
1: i don't know this is what i mean you have to suspend disbelief don't you just sit back it's a silly horror film
2: only at certain points should you reasonably be expected to suspend disbelief, but that whole like suicide bit just felt a bit like I don't know. I didn't I didn't get it. I think it was uh, I don't know. It got me feeling like a lot of sympathy for Laurie again because I was like, oh my god, maybe you actually are a breaking point, and all of this kind of um, taking control of your life and all of that it has all been for nothing but then it turned out she was just pretending and I was like oh well yeah. now I don't feel what I was just feeling for you so what, yeah what, what am I supposed to feel now
1: what we have left out as well is obviously I did say that Laurie had been setting up Corey and her granddaughter Allison, and they have kind of formulated some form of relationship and they do seem to kind of bond over the fact that obviously he was accused of manslaughter everyone thinks he did he killed the kid Mm. she's the granddaughter of laurie who's obsessed with michael myers her mum's been murdered by michael myers Myers. so they're both like the elephant in the room thanks for that um metaphor alexandra burke um (laughs) but Nobody will get that. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice reference, but some people will. It's a very American phrase. (laughs) And so, yes. So as... So Laurie has shot Corey. um, And just as Alison gets back to the house to see what's ensued, he stabs himself in the neck. Because he says, "If I can't have her, neither can you," which was very dramatic.
2: Even that as a line doesn't make sense for what he then does. If if somebody said, "I feel to like me, you're
1: talking this film down on your rating here, like we do on this podcast." I'm quite happy on my rating, which what we'll did get I rate to in it? a bit. I don't know. I think you went with the same as me.
2: I don't think I'm talking myself down. I think okay, I'm justifying we'll um, it. That line. If I can't have her, no one can. To me, means I'm going to kill her so that nobody else can have her. Not, I'm going to kill myself so the rest of the world has her and I don't. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh,
1: yeah. No, I just think... I think what he meant to say is, if I can't have her, you can't have her. So, like... what did he say that?
2: <laughs> but he didn't. He said, if I can't have her, no one can. But
1: it should have been, you can't either, because she's going to walk in on you.
2: Yeah.
1: She... She's going to walk in thinking that you've killed me. Yeah. So you can't have her either. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was maybe...
2: Just the line needed tweaking to make it make sense. Because he said it a few times, and every time he did it, he didn't do something that would, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't landing.
1: And then once he's dead, then the real Michael Myers comes back, gets his mask... Yeah, yeah. What you what was that?
2: Well I think that Michael Myers walked through the door.
1: As he was dying.
2: And he wasn't dead yet, and then Michael Myers killed him. But how he wasn't dead from stabbing himself in the neck. Oh yeah, he did. I, never know. I think
1: he was on his way.
2: Yeah. He wasn't he survived. No, he wouldn't. Not like he Michael got that Myers. jugular.
1: Um so yeah, he arrives and then the big final battle with him and lorry and
2: shoes i enjoyed that quite fun yeah yeah it was it was much better than the battle scenes in the previous film
1: yeah and i mean again though it did touch on that he can't really be killed in a way because every time you think he was down um he was up again well yeah
2: and like she manages to instil some quite severe injuries on him. Like, not just in this film, but in the whole uh, franchise. She
1: pulled a fridge down on his legs to pin him down. Yeah. And he still popped up as if he was she, waking up on a morning.
2: As <laughs> if, like Christ on the crucifix, she put knives through his hands and hammered them into the kitchen surface. Yeah. And he still was fighting back.
1: Didn't he pull his hand up? Yeah. Through the net, through the... Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: she slit his throat, and still he did not die.
1: Yeah. That didn't really make sense, because she slit his throat and he didn't die, so then she slit his wrists, which I think she was trying to get him to bleed out. Yeah. But...
2: And that's when he did die. And
1: that's when he did die, but surely the throat... Would have done it more than the wrists. Honestly. Um but anyway, he's dead finally. Finally. He gets this procession through Haddonfield.
2: That we need to bury him now. (laughs) So it was like um it felt like the whole town was no longer like against Laurie. Yeah. Oh, my God, I've just noticed how similar are the names Laurie and Corey? Yeah.
1: Mm. Not spelt the same, though. Well, why would they be? Like, uh, the, the prefix, suffix, I mean.
2: Mm. Yeah, I know what you meant, but they wouldn't be the same. Would they not? I don't think oh, so. Oh, right, okay. What um, <laughs> was going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, everyone was like, oh. Actually dead, and then a couple of like police officers that attended the scene was like, "This isn't right. We can't just do this." And everyone was like, "Nah, we are going to do this." Strapped him to the (laughs) roof of a car like a deer, (laughs) paraded him through paraded him through town. Everybody followed them all to the dump. Actually, that's one of those things. You know, when you see something in a film and you're like, "I bet that comes back later."
1: Yeah. What? What? Seed was planted early on.
2: Uh, the seed that was planted was the shredder. Know, like, was it? Is it a shredder? Is that? What I you think call you would it? call
1: it a shred or a crusher.
2: If it was for trees, it would be a shredder, but it's obviously for pieces of car. I think
1: they would still is call it, still it a, a shredder. shredder. Okay, yeah. well that
2: thing. It showed it like there was a shot at the junkyard, and the particular angle really made a feature of this shredder quite early on, and I was like. hmm... I've noticed that one. And then, when it came to the final procession, I was like, I actually noticed something that came back. So I was quite proud of myself for that.
1: Yeah. I back. like when films do that. Mm. when The payoff, isn't it? That's it, the payoff. Yeah. Um, but no, I did think it was like the whole town was like collectively saying goodbye to this trauma, trauma. that they've gone through and it's yeah. pulled them apart. Because at the beginning of the film, when Laurie is kind of... She does a bit of an exposition dump, as yeah. I would call it. Yeah. Because at the same time she's writing a memoirs and parts of the film she's It's quite a convenient memoir, really, when you've got to fill in quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But she's narrating stuff and she's like, This town has pulled itself apart, everyone's so paranoid that he's gonna come back, mm. all that kind of stuff. So they all kind of which to me, like, you know, they've set up something at the beginning and the story is told the resolution, yeah. so that is quite
2: yeah. I quite liked it.
1: the journey that we got to that was a bit messy, but we got to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, Alison and Laurie reconcile, Alison leaves Haddonfield, um, and then she also rediscovers. Laurie also rediscovers a bit of potential romance with the deputy, which was mm. nice, and I did like those that scene further on. Earlier on in the film, when she was a bit nervous to see a deputy when she was in the shop, Deputy Hawkins, and yeah, they were flirting, yeah, that was so adorable. It was cute. It was cute. Um, um, Kyle Richards shouldn't have bothered, which I probably wouldn't have even have commented on if we didn't watch her in Be- Real Beverly Housewives Hills. of Beverly Hills, yeah. but. Yeah, she was... Obviously, I know because she was in the original film, so there's that legacy there. And a lot God. of the original characters came back to this Speaking trilogy. They the original
2: film, do you know who else was in this? Who? Um, what's his name? I wrote it down. <laughs> Nick Castle. I don't know who that is. The original person behind the mask in 1978, who played Michael Myers. Michael Myers. He came back for this one, donated his sound effects, you know, the scary breathing, yeah, yeah, And he was also a cameo in the party scene. Oh,
1: that's mm. cool.
2: That's cute, isn't it? Like... Yeah.
1: Do you know, I want to know my Michael Myers anecdote. I thought you were going to say fantasy then for some reason. Absolutely not, no. My Michael Myers anecdote. Go on. Okay. So I probably saw the original Halloween film maybe five or six years ago.
2: Probably same, actually.
1: And when I was watching it, a penny dropped... Quite significantly whilst watching the film. Go on. So I always thought Michael Myers (laughs) was called Michael Myers because the mask looked like Mike Myers. (laughs) I thought his costume (laughs) was the mask of of the actor Mike Myers. Right. And I remember (laughs) watching
2: it. That's not the penny that dropped, is it?
1: I remember watching the film right. and going, and the penny that dropped was, oh my God, it's not Mike Miles. <laughs> I remember, so me and my friend who I worked with when I lived, it was, I was actually living back at home with my parents when I originally saw it. We went to like this Halloween night where you could go and have, you had like dinner and then they showed a Halloween classic and we watched it. That's so there was funny. quite a lot of people yeah. all watching it. And I remember being sat there like, Oh my God! It's not. It's not Mike Myers. It's not a mask of Mike Myers. And I mean, there's many a time On I felt stupid. Would you think it was? A mask well, of Mike Myers.
2: I just think it's a bit too from 1978.
1: Coins... Oh yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's even more clicking now. It's very silly of me. Very. So. Si- I
2: think <laughs> bombshell of the century, <laughs> listeners.
1: <laughs> Declan is silly. Um, so yeah. That's my Mike my, Myers anecdote. Right. And I have to get it out now because, you know, this is supposedly meant to be the last one, so I might not have ever had an opportunity to tell that anecdote again.
2: Oh, well, I'm glad you managed to, and I'm glad that we've recorded it as well. I so don't we, think it'll be the last one, You never one, need no. repeat it. No.
1: It's done now. But I know you will. Oh, yeah, I'd like to repeat a story. So, um, yeah, the... Uh, I do think this will be potentially Jamie Lee Curtis's last Halloween film, but I would be very surprised if we don't see a version of Michael Myers
2: again in the future. I want to put this out into the universe. I would adore to meet Jamie Lee Curtis. I know you messaged me like,
1: "Can we try get an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis?" Which
2: I was semi joking. I know, but you're that kind of person that would just outreach and see what happens. I would. So why didn't you? Because I can't mm, cope also. with the.
1: <laughs> I can't cope with the trauma conversations. Well, we wouldn't have to talk about that. Ned, every interview she does, she talks about how this film deals with trauma.
2: she didn't on the Empire podcast interview. Oh, no, she didn't, actually. You're right. She did actually rap about Michelle Yeoh.
1: Yeah, she did, because she was in... I One just of my think favorite films of this year. Empire Actually, got I would that love scoop to ask have done. her. I would like to have asked her about her experience and everything everywhere all at once as oh well, because she was very good in that.
2: Maybe um, when we do our review of the year, the year in film. We ask her. We're going to talk about Everything Everywhere All At Once, we'll are Hi, so, Jamie. So, we'll bring um, her in. We've got you in
1: because Everything Everywhere All At Once is one of our favourite films of the year and Halloween Ends was one of our biggest disappointments. I mean, it's not, but...
2: Well, it's not true, though, is
1: it? Not in a world where Thor, Thor Love and Thunder exists. Absolutely not. Um, So, <laughs> <laughs> the shade. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Love the score, as always.
2: Oh, my God. There's... Piano notes, just So Halloween, and I'm glad they kept them in.
1: Yeah, um, I like that they do like a title sequence. I do yeah. like that, like an opening credits on with the, the score.
2: title sequence, it would be perfectly placed in front of the 1978 film. Well, it was that's very did, like, vintage y. Yeah. Um, I think they've all done that all three know, of these I, d- I like that they do that yeah yeah I love a vintage title sequence
1: because not many films do like a opening scene and then cut to credits these days no the only ones I can always think of is Bond always do them obviously for the song and yeah. then actually Black Widow did it last year yeah. I remember it having like I swear it was like like an emo-y song and it had, like, opening credits and people were like, this is weird for a Marvel film. But sure. I do like it and I liked the graphics on it as well where the pumpkin kept getting bigger and bigger and another one was bursting out yeah. of it and I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Um I like those, device, like, when they do it because it like, you get an opening scene and especially when it's a tense opening scene like that one and then mm-hmm. the credit cuts to the opening credits. It's almost like you sit back and, like, Digest what you've just.
2: Well, I always think like a been through a good title sequence gives you. Like it helps you switch mode. Like I've gone from my everyday normal life person, and now I'm entering the universe of Haddonfield, Illinois. Mm.
1: Yeah. So, what about? I know we've, we're a bit funny with this back Del Vito Russell at the minute, and we're only really bringing it up if it's like a glaring omission or a real good example. But, but I'm though, this trying to think. Gonna bring it up no, anytime. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's a scene where a woman talks to another woman about something that isn't a man. Because it's either they're talking about Michael Myers or Corey. And I can't recall mm. another scene where they're just chatting. Can you?
2: No, not really.
1: Um, but that's why I brought it up is that's almost a bit strange, really, because, you know, a, a female mm, has kind of a... led this franchise for so long. This There's is... quite a lot of women in the film. Yeah,
2: clutching at straws here, but there was a conversation between Alison and that horrible nurse that got pr- the promotion instead of her. Oh,
1: I know, but she was, like, she was a, a, a female cliche as well, though, so I'd like I wouldn't say that. like to use the that. word vapid. Yeah, I wouldn't say... I thought her kind of, oh, she slept with the boss, so she got promotion. I thought that was She was, was a very, bit... like,
2: male gaze. Yeah. Male gaze. Mm. Gay. Mm. <laughs> gaze on film. Yes. <laughs> um... Male gaze <laughs> on film. So, oh,
1: yeah, it was... That, that, I didn't like that. I thought that was a bit naff.
2: Yeah. Are we done? Three and a half stars from me. Three and a half. I think that's what I gave it on my letterbox. God, review. I would have
1: thought you'd have really talked yourself down on well, this. Well,
2: yeah. When we were talking about that earlier, I did think that I'd given it a three-star review, but since it's three and a half, I might actually have talked myself down a little bit. Well, I went with three. Yeah. So. I don't. Yeah. I don't like revising my reviews. No,
1: no, I don't. Very stubborn.
2: Well, I always think like. I'm not feeling the same as I was instantly coming out of the cinema, obviously, a week later. Do you
1: know what I think we should do? I think when we do our end-of-year review, we mm-hmm. should have a section in that. <laughs> Sound like said we should have sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should have a section where we kind of pick a film that we've kind of done a, a truss on.
2: A truss? What do you mean? A U-turn. A U-turn. You get
1: it? Like, is there a film through the year that you've give given her the it? Credit of oh, she might me not even be prime it. minister by then. Um, but like, uh, what have we? Is there a film this year Where that you give really it a rating like, and you've really either gone forward it. or yeah. like gone higher or gone lower?
2: That could be a, a fun yeah. segment. I can already think of a few. To be honest, i <gasps> will leave it for the end of year. I'm of going years. to? Okay. Are we done? And that's all for this time. <laughs> you need to smoothen that out. No,
1: it's funny that we do this now. It's becoming part of our shtick. Right. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate, and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gaze on Film Pod. We'd love to hear your thoughts, especially on this one. Um, so please do feel free to drop us a message. I have been Declan. And
2: I have been Ned.
1: And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe.